0: Welcome to Loaded Talk. I am your congressman, the third most popular candidate in all the land. Along with me today, well, I'm Frank, by the way. That's my name. Frank, Frank Craft. Loaded Talk, yeah. Along with me today is... What's up, Planet Earth? I'm Charlie.
1: Charlie!
0: Frank and the Bean! (laughs) I got one important question for you today, Charlie. Perhaps the most important question ever been asked, ever. You gotta do your fingers. When it's important, sometimes it goes. Are you ready for some football? Yeah, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Today, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to Minnesota to fight the purple people eaters in a manic Minneapolis. Oh, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, got I can my, tell. I got my I football tell. stuff on. I didn't even do my hair because I was like, I'm going to put on a hat. I moved a TV out by my swimming pool. I'm going to sit in the pool and drink beer and watch football because it's America.
1: Damn, that's footballing right I there. Know. That's it.
0: That's it. I've never done that before because I don't have a TV outside. I just took that cruddy tv that's been kind of wedged up in here for a while i'm like i'll just drag it out there and plug it in what's the worst that happens it gets ruined it's basically garbage and i have no idea where to put it in here and that was my original thought i'd have it up here somewhere we could have like news going or a monitor you know but it's too big and too old i think i'd rather just put another monitor right there anyway so that's that's it um so there's been some things popping up this week some more fun than others i think the number one distraction um for us all although it seems like it is a way to distract us from all the horrible things that are actually going on uh it is nonetheless hilarious uh some of y'all probably remember this from uh, barack obama running for president back uh, the first time um some of y'all might not uh, but it's popped back up. You remember when we talked about... Did we talk about his letters to his girlfriend? No. Oh, we probably we didn't do that? And uh, so, do you know about the letters to his girlfriend? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, your case to Kelly is going to get stronger. So, um, the... It's not like his presidential... Is it his presidential library? Some school. Some university has like a Barack Obama archive, right? And people donated a bunch of stuff, uh, including these letters. And, and to... You can't take pictures of anything. You can't. Um, you can't video it. You can't do anything. But you can go in and take notes. And so people went in to take notes a couple of times on this one particular letter that he wrote uh, the girl he was dating at the time. Uh, the he and this girl broke up. He said in his book they broke up because uh, he wanted to embrace his blackness or something, and she went down with that. Ends up, it was more about him not necessarily thinking that israel had a reason to exist and uh, her being jewish saying i'm not a big fan of the anti-jewish perspective as a jew so that's her her like his book says one thing she's like no we went to this art gallery and there's this whole thing that was about i forget about israel or whatever but like he started taking very farrakhan esque approaches were kind of Kind of the the black man versus the Jew type thing, you know? Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I mean, Reverend Wright's church and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of what they were into. Um, so she says that's why they broke up. But he also wrote her a letter saying, I am I make love with men every night, but in my imagination. And he said it was something like a construct. She's like, I, I, I see when I look at myself in the mirror, I see that I am a man and I accept that. Uh, as the construct or something like that and he's like but i i hope to soon not be able to see people as male or female but just as other people to uh i don't know move beyond the constraints of se-. basically he's just like every day he not basically he just said every night i imagine having sex with men or i every night i have sex with men in my imagination every night in like college ish age which you know all of us guys who are straight every night, of course, <laughs> think about banging dudes. <laughs> and, uh, and then you go, all right, well, maybe he's just trying to, like, pick up this girl and show, like, yeah, he's open-minded. He's, like, one of these cool people. Like, he's, you know, he doesn't fit the mold of typical society. But also, when you're trying to pick up that chick, typically they don't want you to want to have sex with men instead of them. Is a theory. Fairly accurate. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been able to impress girls by saying, I would love to bone dudes? I didn't think that that would work. So <laughs> no. never, never, occurred, never occurred to me to try that either. But, uh, you know, well, it didn't work, actually, because uh, he didn't end up marrying her. So it didn't work. They broke up. Um, but yeah, so that letter's been floating about uh, for the last like month or so. And so everyone's like, that's weird, you know, and then like the cook dies and everyone's like, you know, that cook, in addition to like dying in a pond, uh, he's also a good looking fella. Like he got hired away from the white house staff. Cause that's where they met him. You know, he was like a, not the head chef, but a chef you know i forget which level i don't know all the terms anyway so chef he wasn't that i know that no. term yeah <laughs> i would remember that one it's the only one i know i know <laughs> yes chef have you watched the bear yeah <laughs> yeah yes chef <laughs> um but now nah, he was something he was i don't know whatever but uh when they were leaving they're just like you want to be our personal chef and he was like yes i do which is a smart business choice on his part um until they murdered him uh possibly but uh so yeah of course it, you know he's this uh strapping fella, a good-looking dude. And uh he gets to just stay up in Martha's Vineyard and Obama's are really like, "Oh, we'll go. We're going to go about town or go to the beach or whatever." He's like, oh, "I'll do a little windsurfing or kite. Oh, it was windsurfing, something like that." And uh, paddleboarding maybe. One of those things. I think paddleboarding. And um I guess he had a medical incident and then he died. And he drowned or he fell into the water and drowned in a small pond. Which is a little bit weird because I'm pretty sure the Clintons had a personal chef after they left office who died drowned. So I don't know. I mean, mm. it's not like the Obamas had two, but there have been two anyway. So good looking fellow. Like, so yeah. How did you listen to Tim Dillon? He's the, the crazy, like, he's the, the fat dude that just rants like crazy. He was, oh, yes. 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 Yeah, he's insane. I love him. And uh, so he, he dedicated, like, almost two or three episodes just to talk about it. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, look, just let's say you get this, like, very hot chef. And, you know, you want to just have maybe sex with you, sex with your wife, who knows, maybe both. It's like, and then one day, you go, hey, you just got to. I want you to live your authentic life, Barry. Like, this isn't good, you know, staying closeted. Like, you got to be yourself, and I think the only way to do it is I'm going to let everybody know who you are. And then you drown in two feet of water. Um, which, of course, he's a comedian, and he's ranting, and um, that's not necessarily true. But, it yeah, it's weird. Also, anyway. So, anyway, so all that kind of went around. It was, uh, it was... Yeah, uh, I was watching you look for whatever the hell you're looking for. <laughs> looking for the butt. In the, but oh, yeah. Well, it's relatable the to the topic. That's <laughs> a good point. That's <laughs> a good point. Uh, but anyway, so they, we have the letter coming out where it's like, Barack Obama imagines, imagines gay sex like every night in his own words? Like, that's weird. And so then this guy who popped up when Obama ran for president the first time, this is not the first time this guy's popped up, but uh, he shows back up on the scene, and Tucker Carlson's just like screw. I'll interview you because like he doesn't sell ads on it. Like he really the damages like the finance like to sue Tucker. It's like what for the revenue who got there? Is there revenue? Like I think there's some sort of revenue share that he, that uh, X offers, um, but I don't know if Tucker Carlson's even taking advantage of that because he's still got Fox money. You know he's got that real money. So like, and I think it also. While he's pending possibly getting sued or is getting sued and counter suing all that kind of stuff with fox um if he's not making money now it's hard for them to say Perfect. that he's yeah competing and all that kind of stuff, so he can really build the base while getting paid by Fox, and then as soon as all that kind of period's done, it's like let's bring in some ads yep. and put it on probably more than just x i'm I'm getting used to x I still say Twitter sometime, but I'm getting used to x. I like it. Alright, let's uh all right, Johnny, let's roll the clip. This is uh a man that says that he got down oh I gotta put my headphone in. I got down with the dirty with old Barry. Okay. Thingy in and roll the tape. You're just a guy who's in town for the night and it sounds like you're looking to party. Yeah. Pulled up in a bar outside and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack $250 to pay for coke. I started putting a line on a CD tray to snort and next thing I know he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going. It went the direction I had intended it to go. Even though you had sex with him twice. you cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice.
1: You had no idea who he was. I oh, had boom, boom, no boom. idea who
0: he was. You just the, the obvious question. What was Obama like on crack? Um, is, is it your sense that that's who Obama is? Just transactional or that he's bisexual? Or like, what is this? It definitely wasn't Barack's first time and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long.
1: If hey. the guy's
0: running for president and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes, that seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth (laughs) so obviously he's got no evidence at all but um quite frankly if you had a one-night stand with somebody you're probably not gonna have much evidence unless like you got vd or something you know and like (laughs) i'm just saying like it's like you're not gonna get a receipt for the cocaine like 250 bucks that's a lot that's a lot of coke they got for that night yeah, that's a, yeah, it's like a eight ball. I would think it's more than that. I mean, oh yeah, back in the day, it's probably a little
1: bit. Prices were a little probably
0: better. closer to two. Yeah. What was that what was it? Eight balls, about three and a half grams. So yeah. be a quarter ounce. That's that's a bigger story than smoking it. That's a lot of coke to go through in an evening. Um, just theoretically, I think that's what the measurements are. Um, <laughs> but um, but one of my One of my bugaboos about this is if he bought a quarter ounce or however much cocaine that he bought, right? Now, I guess it's possible that he bought Coke for the dude. Actually, you listened to the whole interview, right?
1: Uh, No, well, probably just that clip. Oh, just that clip? Okay.
0: They have released, like, the 42-minute interview. Um, So, But, yeah, that's the only clip I've seen, too. But unless, like, so, so old Barry's in charge of the Coke run. So I guess it's possible he gets powder coke and crack that's possible or he was just freebasing which is not smoking crack it's freebasing cocaine like richard Pryor. and so that's that's kind of one of my bugaboos like you saw him smoke crack or you saw him smoke coke because you put some coke out he had the bag of coke he puts it on a little pipe and he's gonna freebase it that's not crack it doesn't really matter it's just i don't know a little detail um but uh but yeah what do you
1: uh what are your thoughts on this fella? I mean, it definitely looks like I mean, judging a book by its cover, uh-huh. Um, this dude's definitely done coke and smoked crack. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least his side of it is credible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely believe this man enjoys cocaine and gay sex. 100 <laughs> percent That he doesn't have to sell me on it. I believe him. I think he's better. Arrest- I think he's got a fairly thorough rest rap sheet um so you know when you enjoy random cocaine fueled sex romps um sometimes that means you have you get arrested for it different town different day different coke dealer it just doesn't pay off kids don't do dope um yeah so it's hilarious it's and it's everywhere i also feel like it for it to be popping back up like, it could just be this guy wants to get paid, maybe get a book deal or something. Like, with that letter popping up, he might just be like, hey, remember me? I was saying this, guys. You know, he could just be trying to capitalize. Yeah. Um, but it's also a nice distraction for, like, everything going to crap. And so instead of focusing on that and any move the government is looking to do to kind of squash us down, it's like, no, 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 look over here. Oh, Barry, he might be into dudes. Do you see the video of, uh, it's probably an old one, but it was cause he's voting, but it was a video of Obama voting at something and there's like a chick next to him and like the, her boyfriend walks through and it's like, better not touch her. Yep, <laughs> and yep. he's just like, this guy is trying to make me look like a fool. <laughs> like that. It was actually pretty funny. He handled it. Well, you ended up, uh, like on his way out he's like, come on, let's give him something to talk about here. Let's take a little picture and give her a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> but, uh. I don't think Big Mike would have been down for that. <laughs> what do you think of that stuff?
1: <laughs> it's just comical to me. I can't I can't really like formulate an opinion of here or there, but it's funny.
0: It's funny. It's also like most of the things that they show are like photoshopped and there's like original versions that are out where it's like yeah, I mean, we can anybody can like do this. Bulges is that yeah. Yeah, like bulges and like dancing on Ellen and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like they have the originals and it's just like we can do video editing. Like we can do it here. We don't even have to be sophisticated, you know? Um, so you know, I do not I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stance here. It's not a popular stance among people I've talked to recently. I believe Michelle Obama is a woe man. A wo a woe man. A woe man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think um yeah, I think she birthed a couple kids and um she has a vagine. That's. I agree. It's controversial. It's controversial, but I don't like it. Um, let me make sure I'm in the right order here. All right. So one of the things that they probably don't want people focusing on too much is something that we kind of ended or kind of occupied a good amount of time uh, on towards the end of last week, uh, which is everything's about to go to crap. And so there's this article from the Daily Caller here saying there's a huge warning sign that the housing market could be headed for trouble. And so in addition to all the stuff we touched on last week, and some of this kind of touches on both here, um, actually these bullet points do a good job of summarizing Yeah, mortgage applications have reached their lowest level since 96, showing a fall in demand for new houses while inventories have yet to recover since COVID-19 indicating a lack of supply. So COVID-19 people kind of stopped building stuff and, uh, so that's not good as far as supply goes, but when you're really for pricing in the long run, that's not horrible, but the combination of low demand and low supply could spell trouble for the housing market. And here's a quote from an economist that when you go from record low mortgage rates to levels that we haven't seen for almost 20 years, you destroy both the demand and the supply. That's uh, Muhammad Ali El Arian, an economist, blah, blah, blah for a, a line. So I don't know what the hell that is, um, but yeah, the number of mortgage applications declined 2.9% the week ending September 1, compared to the week, bringing the lowest level since 1996. Um, supply of new homes also dropping. Inventories have remained below pre-pandemic levels, culminating in a drop in both supply and demand, and indicating possible danger in the housing market. Um, let's see, of course, they're saying that the decline in mortgage applications reflects the reality that the income for many families cannot shoulder the mortgage payments of a new home given the combination or the combined impact of sharply high mortgage rates combined with the surge in home prices. So all these prices have been going up now. And uh, let's see, it says, let me scroll down here. Do, 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 Yep, things just falling, things just falling. Where does it say the thing about the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage reached a 20-year peak in August and topped out at 7.23% before ticking down to 718 So right now the average mortgage... Is over seven percent, um, and you know I know like my first savings account as a kid I think was six or eight percent or something like that. So I'm sure mortgage rates were something back then. So it's not like we've never seen this stuff before. It's not something that we can handle. But the problem is all the pricing in the market right now is based on the artificial pricing of having zero percent lending. So all the prices are based on like zero percent rates, and now all the actual borrowing rates are close, you know, seven percent. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm 2.99 right now, which I'm very happy to have. Um, cause it's one of those things, like if someone handed me a check for the amount of my mortgage, I'd put it in a CD and just, you know, make payments still. Cause like at the end of the, however many years I got left, I come out on top with that one, you know, um, yeah, number of unsold homes decreased 9.2%. So basically what's happening here is houses aren't affordable um, based on how the prices have raised and people are just not applying for mortgages because of it. So I'm sure we're going to see the rental market go up just like all these companies wanted. Um, That's why all these corporations have been buying huge chunks of houses for above market price and sitting on it because this day was coming and they're going to charge rent. Um, I You know, honestly, I have... A bit of a question about why having low supply and low demand is a bigger problem than having high supply and low demand.
1: I'm the, I'm the same on that. Like, I don't really see the problem.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that's that stabilizes things better. I mean, obviously, if you have high supply, we get 2008, you know, um, I, don't, I don't think we're doing commercial real estate. I think we're going 2008 or worse, worse. Um, but yeah, for residential, I don't totally understand that.
1: Well, plus it doesn't state how many people are actually taking mortgages on and the the amounts they're taking mortgages out for. Some people are buying houses with cash and not taking a mortgage.
0: That's true. But, um, I think still, I mean, if you look at the overall picture though, I doubt like, I doubt. So many people are buying cash that it's oh, yeah. like, you know, so when you're just like we're down to like level the lowest levels of mortgages since 1996, I mean, at this point, that's actually a long time ago. It's horrible as this to say since I was a teenager in 96. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think one of my employees was not alive. Yet. Oh, no. She told me I was 15. Yeah. She wasn't alive yet. One of my employees was not alive yet. So because I remember she told me like I was born. I was like, oh, I had my learner's permit. <laughs> Uh, old, 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 old oldies but goodies yeah, I don't know uh, but so, you know, that's that's looming and it's going to hit and there's nothing they can do about it you know, the Fed they keep begging the Fed, don't raise it again don't raise it again, the Fed goes, well, we can because the employment levels are strong which, you know they always have to adjust those numbers, they go, hey, look how strong it is and the next month they go adjust it down and then they adjust it to whatever it really is and that one doesn't make the headline it's just the the first number and like all the i mean i know the obama administration did it a lot i'm sure trump did too i'm sure w did too but like it's i think obama's administration really turned it into more of a art or a habit where it's just like just release numbers that are wrong and the next month when no one's watching you adjust them down and you go hey just kidding just kidding. It wasn't that strong. But no one cares at that point. That's old news. You know, now we're talking about what two months ago? Who cares? Um, and so that's going on now. And so when the Fed's like, oh, we got strong employment numbers, um, we have the economy still strong. We can we got room. We can still introduce. And then they're, they're going to because they're trying to soften the landing for us, uh, which, of course, just means they're going to create new problems. Just got a notification about the inactives for the Tampa Bay Bucks today.
1: I also think about it. If mortgage rates are that high and home prices that high, I mean, personally, I'm less inclined to pull a new mortgage at these newer rates. So to me, the debt isn't climbing or everyone's debt is not climbing.
0: Right. You know, no, 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 for sure. I mean, that part's true. And that's I mean, that's why the mortgage rate uh, mortgage applications are at the lowest rate is because, you know, if you got a house, you can afford the payment. And you're like, oh, it's time to move to a different house. It's like, well, I mean, over the last three years or whatever, like the prices have doubled, you know, at least I know in this neighborhood they have. And so it's like, okay, so we got a 200% price increase, and now the mortgage rates also doubled. And so it's like, you know, you look at your payment and you just go, you know what, I, it's just not the time, you know, it's like, I might be able to sell my house for, you know, a gain. And then, um, You know, lump that to the new one. But like, once the price, once the mortgage uh, rates have gone up so much, and it's just like, well, now I can't get that same payment. And now I'm either going to be house poor or, you know, just can't afford it at all. And so I think, you know, I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to stay put. I think the companies who purchased with the idea of renting, they'll be fine because people who are like currently like an apartment level or something like that or rental house level who are thinking about like, I don't know, I'm going to save up and get my first house uh, or, you know, maybe not first house, but get a house, you know, buy a house. Um, I don't think they're thinking that now they're thinking, let's, I'll just keep renting and um, wait till I can afford something, save up. Hopefully one day, you know, hopefully one day. Um, and so I think those people will be fine, but I think they're, you know, people who are, who buy houses to kind of flip, you know, who require that sale who, you know, maybe they've, purchase a house, maybe they're already 50 grand in for demos or renovations, I mean, and uh, maybe they've got a handful of those, 10 of them. I don't know. However many they got, you know, it's their business. Those, I think we might start seeing some, some crashes. Cause that's, you know, those people are not planning on holding a mortgage for 30 years. They probably do the, you know, the variable rate and try to sell before the bubble or refinance and all that kind of stuff. And if you got, you know, 10 of those. And then like, you know, you got to refinance with as low as you can get what, seven and a half percent, something like that. You know, it's just like, that was not the plan. That was not the plan. And you're probably using razor margins to like get exactly where you need, you know? Um, and so when that kind of stuff starts happening or the people who had planned on selling, um, when they can't, I think that's when things start to crash. That's when like values crash because they go bankrupt and people still don't want to buy it, you know. So people might buy it at auction or whatever, and then just values go down. Empty houses in neighborhoods sitting empty for a while lower the price. So I think that's kind of where kind of where we're going. What, what year we're twenty twenty three? So yeah, I still think maybe twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty eight. But I think that's when we that's when we see the real. Pie. I think the I think the um, the headlines will be made before then. Like there'll be. You'll have, you know, the news art or news segments where there's people standing around looking like Great Depression or whatever. Like (laughs) those sorts of things are going to, those will come out before then. But I think 2027 or 2028 will be like the bottom, which will be great. It's fine. It's fine. Five years. Five Years to My Bottom by Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the book title? <laughs> yeah, this, that was his new biography. <laughs> Dreams of My Father, whatever the other one was, and Five Years to My Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> five Years to My Bottom, the Chicago dating scene. <laughs> just... <laughs> Crack and butts. <laughs> Some people like butt cracks. I like cracking butts. <laughs> all right, there's uh, there's been some other stuff popping up on all the all the different corruption things that have happened. Uh one of them was so Hunter Biden. You know, he's been under investigation for a while for a number of things, um, and there's been like whistleblowers talking about how. Um, whether it was on the IRS side, they said, well, it just felt like the administration was shutting us down and we weren't supposed to investigate it, you know? And then the administration "No, no, 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 Hunter, we wouldn't do that. And so there was this investigator um, for the DOJ named Weiss. And uh, Weiss was like, well, it's David Weiss. And uh, he was a U.S. attorney. And he said that, you know, he, he said that he was stifled along the way that like he was trying and that he just couldn't get anything moving, you know? And then Merrick Garland, who's the uh, corrupt, uh, not corrupt, probably not corrupt attorney general, who definitely wasn't going to be a corrupt Supreme court justice when he was nominated by old Barry Obama, to the butt. Um, anyway, he, uh, Merrick Garland came out. I was like, no, he's like, I told Weiss he had full control in this thing, full control to do whatever he needed, get to the bottom of it. This is about justice. This is not about the president of the United States. And so that was what he said. And, of course, you know, people are asking Weiss about it. They're asking other people that were in meetings. And they were like, in the meeting, Weiss said he clearly was not in charge. He's like, I don't know. It's not up to me. I'm not making the sh- calls on this one, you know. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of people going, no, I don't think he was. He didn't. If he was in charge, if he had full um, autonomy to do exactly as he needed, he sure didn't know about it. And the results didn't seem to paint that way. Well, Heritage Foundation filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit and uh, shared it with the Federalists. That's where I'm reading it from, the Federalists. Uh, So uh, basically, they got documentation from the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office, and there's nothing in it memorializing the authority Attorney General Merrick Garland claims to have given uh, U.S. Attorney David Weiss for the Hunter Biden investigation. Uh, so here it goes Yeah, for more than a year Garland represented to Congress that Weiss had ultimate authority over the Hunter Biden investigation which the eventual appointment of Weiss as a special counsel uh, contradicted but now there's more evidence or rather lack thereof indicating uh, the claimed authority was always a shroud, a shraid a yeah whatever so basically let me see this guy there's a dude Mike Howells he's the director of the Heritage Oversight Project And he said, the DOJ lives on paper. Anything as important as granting Weiss ultimate authority over an investigation or promising to give authority to bring charges in another venue, if necessary, quote, would have been written down, he explained. Um, So basically, he's just like, it's all on paper. You don't like, no one gets like magic wand, like, you have authority, Charlie. You know, it's like, congratulations, you are now a magic attorney. Investigate (laughs) as you see fit. Let us know how it goes. Uh, like apparently they don't do that. They'll put it on a paper. They go, We gave him magic Pixie Dust powers now. And uh I guess that doesn't exist anyway. Like they don't it didn't exist anywhere. And it says, While the DOJ withheld some documents from the production, claiming various exemptions from FOIA, it's difficult to fathom what FOIA exemption would permit the DOJ to withhold a communication granting Weiss the authority Garland publicly discussed on multiple occasions. When asked, why Garland had not memorialized his supposed grant of ultimate authority to Weiss, the DOJ did not respond to the Federalist Inquiry. So, yeah, the lack of any materials raises more questions about the statements both Garland and Weiss made to Congress as far back as April 26, 2022. But who remembers that long ago? That was forever ago. Eh, whatever, all the just senators and stuff talking about it. But that's kind of interesting. So they just tried to bluff their way through it. We're like, no, nah, he, had, he had ultimate authority. And I think at some point Weiss even like changed his tune. Where he's like, I mean, yeah, no, I had authority. It's good. Like, it's good. I did. um, But he didn't. So now it seems like Merrick Garland was, in fact, the guy who could say, no, nope, we're not doing that. I mean, he always was. But... Now, the claims that he didn't, that he wouldn't, that, you know, this operated outside of him was so important, and, you know, just no conflicts of interest. You just have to be on the right path here. Uh, That was all nonsense. That was all nonsense. Uh, So, it seems to be like another indication that perhaps our DOJ does not run for justice. What do you think of that, Old Bane?
1: surprise. Surprise. I'm drooling. just
0: miss my lip. Ah, yeah. And it doesn't end there. So, and that's just, uh, so that's Hunter Biden stuff, which of course is money laundering and, um, you know. Uh, tax evasion. Tax evasion. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Uh, foreign influence peddling without being registered as a foreign agent, um, which as some investigations continue, uh, Hunter is still claiming that that deal that he struck uh, does exempt him from like everything, and it's just like well, I don't know. I think they undid that part. Their old hunty boy, and he's like, "Nah, I'm good." So I don't know how that's going to shake out. But the uh, the other part with the Biden crime family, oh, as I believe they Ooh, call them, I so. like that. I did not pen that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, luckily, they're so corrupt that lots of people have been calling them corrupt. So. Biden crime family, uh, but one of the other things was all right, when Hunter was with Burisma on the board um you know we obviously he was on the board to to make money, but Burisma wanted him on the board in order to um make their problems go away. You know, Brisma was founded by a very corrupt oligarch uh who was getting in a little bit of trouble from for you know. Going into the cookie jar a little too heavy. And so they're investigating them. And, like, the European Union and a bunch of other people were just like, damn, Ukraine is corrupt. We need to, like, rein this in and, like, make them not so corrupt, um, which was a problem. And so they started making these moves um, to try and clean things up. You know, that's one reason the U.S. was involved. Because, uh, you know, we did the coup. After the coup, we're like, we'll clean this up. I mean, we didn't do a coup. And so we uh so we went in there and didn't appoint a president and you know didn't run the government for them and you know didn't turn them into our puppet and piss off Putin about it. So we didn't do any of that. Um so as we weren't doing all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, so Hunters on the the board of Burisma getting paid, what was it? 50,000 a month or whatever? Yeah. yeah, it was a lot. It was I think it was 50 grand a month. And uh and BRISMA's being investigated. And so, you know, after that business dinner where they didn't talk about much business, they talked about the weather and stuff. And they called Joe Biden and he was like, hey, guys, the weather's fine. Y'all have a good day. They go, oh, that was a nice call without talking about any business. Right after that happened, you know, he goes and he says the prosecutor, Shoikin or Shoken, needs to be fired because he's corrupt. Not because he's investigating Burisma for corruption, but because he is corrupt. And even, you know, Biden had that famous thing where he was bragging to everybody on that stage. And I told him, I said, you either fire him or the $1 billion in aid isn't coming your way. And you can talk to the president if you want. I got full authority on this. That son of a bitch. Which, what he said, son of a bitch. Wouldn't you know? Next day he's fired. I was like, ha, ha, ha. It's like, it was just so corrupt. Well, <clears throat> this is just the news. Europeans latest to provide evidence undercutting Joe Biden's story about firing Ukrainian prosecutor. Got all these ads. A week after then-Vice President Joe Biden began pressuring Ukraine to fire its chief prosecutor in late 2015 by withholding U.S. loan guarantees, the European Union reached internal consen- consensus in a memo uh, saying that prosecutor Victor Shokin's office and the country at large had met its goals for fighting corruption, organized crime, and human trafficking. The newly revealed memo directly undercuts the narrative crafted by Democrats during Trump's first impeachment and where'd go? And is this and sustained during the twenty twenty blah 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 that he uh over concerns that he wasn't fighting corruption enough. Anyway, whatever. At the time Shokin was investigating the activities of energy company Brisma, Holdings and Hunter Biden, who had no experience in the energy oh, sorry, he was paying eighty three thousand three thirty wow. three a month, so 83 and a third thou per month, if you could survive on that. You lowballed that one. I did. I thought I, thought, I was sure about that. Yeah. I mean, 50 grand was a lot, but no one can survive on 50 grand a month. What are we talking about? Jeez, got bills. Based on these commitments, the anti-corruption benchmark is deemed to have been achieved. The European Commission, a key governing body of the EU parliament, declared on December 18, 2015 report, that gave a generally rosy assessment of Ukraine's pace of reforms and specifically the efforts of Shokin's prosecu- Prosecutor General's Office. Um, yeah, it's a report obtained by New York Post and Just News known that Shokin, just a few months on the job, had already established a special national anti-corruption prosecutor's office to aid uh, the newly formed FBI-approved investiga- investigative bleh, unit called the National Anti-Corruption Bureau. On November thirtieth, I hate when it jumps because it adds. Uh, General Prosecutor appointed the head of the specialized anti-corruption prosecution. Uh, the EU, EU report noted. Uh, EU report noted, urging Shokin to continue to refine the appointments and safeguard it to ensure the office remained independent and free from influence. So, like, and they call Shokin's work an important step forward. The progress noted in the fifth report on anti-corruption policies, particularly the legislative and institutional progress, has continued. The EU added that civil society continued to play a key role in moving the anti-corruption agenda forward. So, basically, the European Union said, nah, he's been doing a good job. Like, before anything happened, they are just like, man, Shokin's done a good job fighting corruption. Like, he's... This task force is good working with the FBI on an anti corruption task force. Like, he's doing a good job. Like, this guy's good. And so then, you know, Biden's like, he's corrupt. And the president's like, no, 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 he's not corrupt. And he's like, oh, he's corrupt. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, you want a billion dollars? He's like, he's corrupt. I get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> I love it. The anti corruption, bu- do they call it a bureau? I don't even know. Yeah, what was
0: it? The bureau of, yeah. That's- it- Go ahead. It's corrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the National Anti Corruption Bureau. Yep, NACB. It was approved by the FBI. Like Um, the FBI reviewed it, which is, I believe, that's an executive branch. Which, so the FBI, part of the executive branch, led by Barack Obama, and kind of VP'd by Biden, like the executive branch said they're good. And then Biden said he's bad, and just like that, investigation went away. Biden stacked that cash. Hunter Biden stacked that cash. Kicked fifty up to Pop, according to him. I mean, he said to his niece, I think it's his niece, yeah. um, that you know, when you get older, you want you know, you can keep your money. You won't have to be like me and give fifty percent to Pop. And so cool. like, that's in one of the texts that was from the laptop. He said 50% of everything he makes has to go to quote unquote pop, huh. which is, you know, shocking, especially like you had that where there's other stuff, 10% for the big guy. I was like, well, the big guy is clearly Joe Biden. And even like, even when, um, Archer, the business partner testified, uh, on the Hill with everybody, it was, he was like, uh, yeah, no, well, uh, you know, we didn't really talk business way. I don't remember if he got any, but other people are just like, yeah, no, he's the big guy. He's 10% to the big guy, you know, but the, um, they never really had a good defense of like, they said, Oh, it's, we're just selling the illusion of access. They don't have access. It's just the illusion of access. And it's like, well, that's also illegal. You know, you're still selling access to the vice president of the United States, whether, you accomplish your goal of selling that access or whether you just do the crime and the access is not provided doesn't really matter, you know? Um, and you know, everything that the Burisma people wanted happened to get accomplished, even though it was never discussed ever, just magically it worked out magically it worked out. Cause, uh, Old Joe took action, the right kind of action for the right kind of people, the American people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his polls—he is sinking in the polls. I, I don't, I don't know what they do if they just let him keep going, or if they bring in Newsom or somebody. I don't know, but like I think even Nikki Haley—they're uh, polling, you know, different Republican candidates against him. Like, how does you know Trump versus uh, Biden look? How DeSantis Biden all that kind. of everybody's just beating him like Nikki Haley's beating him. I think Trump's by like six points or however many points. Like everyone's just beating them in the poll so far. So I don't know. It's, it's odd to me like between that and like all this, um, I mean, it's just clear corruption and really the main defense so far has just been look at Trump. You know, it's been like, Hey, what about this crime? He's like, look at Trump. He's been indicted. it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, but... And so his crimes are already being looked into. He's going to go to trial for four different <laughs> indictments. Uh, so they're going to check him out for all those things you talked about. With some other lawsuits about whatever the hell. Like, it's all being fucked. But, but as far as your corruption goes... And they just they just shake. And they sh- just like, nope. Just, just dodge. Just dodge. Just dodge. It's like, we've never discussed business to... We've never been in business together. And it's just like, well, that's a different thing than you said for years, you know? But the um, the, the Shokin thing, you know, Biden's even started adopting the new kind of talking point that he was, you know, he was just executing U.S. foreign policy. Um, that's all he was doing. That was his job. It was foreign policy, and it was in partnership, and it was a partnership. Uh, You know, EU is on board as a whole coalition, yada, 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 enacting policy. And it's just like, kind of looks like U.S. policy said uh, they were on the right track. You know, agree or disagree with throwing a coup and installing a puppet government uh, all you want. But if you want your puppet government to be free of traditional corruption um at least the russian based sort of traditional corruption then hey you're succeeding a little bit <sighs> don't you cough while in the show <laughs>
1: <Let's do> it <coughs> oh man sorry about that
0: <laughs> no it's like, we need to i am going to rearrange our little volume knobs so we can get our mute buttons going for the cough button cuz but sometimes you just got to cough oh what is this sorry did, did I, I uh
1: did i see right i don't know how recent it was but biden just walks out of a ceremony before oh. it's even over with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to throw your game off. No, sorry. I didn't pull that one up. But yeah, there was a Medal of Honor ceremony for a Vietnam veteran, very old out of Tennessee, um, I think Chattanooga. And so he had won various awards during his time. He was a, like a helicopter pilot. And uh, one thing he did that earned him either this medal or a medal in general is there were some guys on the ground And they wanted – they called in for support to basically just light up everything so they could see where the Vietnamese were. And so they came through, and, you know, when you do that, you also expose yourself as a pilot. But they came through, and they, you know, lit it up, lit it up. Um, I think they, you know, strafed with some fire and stuff. And at some point, they were out. uh, They had no ammo. They had no anything. But the guys were still kind of pinned down. And so what they ended up doing is flying through and using their spotlight to fake like they were doing a strafe. Um, So they had no guns. They had nothing to fire. Uh, So they just drove, you know, went fast with the spotlight on them. So everyone was just like, get down there. You know, that's strafing. Um, And I guess that eventually allowed either the Americans to advance or retreat or whatever, uh, but not die. And so, uh, but yeah, so there's a ceremony and old Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., uh is up there and he goes beer, maybe beer, maybe. and he puts a little medal on him and he's like show you and so like the the guy you know he gets his medal and Biden just like he walks off the stage but he doesn't like sit down in the first row. He just keeps walking. Keeps walking. He just walks out the damn door <laughs> and like right before the door there's like a member of the press. It's this uh younger lady and uh but she's sitting there and even she looks like surprised like, hmm. she's like what the hell? And, like, watches him go, and she looks puzzled. She's like, I don't think he's supposed to do that. And so the guy, you know, he just got the medal up there. And so he's like, thank you, thank you, the pause, And, he's, you know, being humble and all that. And so then they go, oh, we're going to do the, um oh, what they call it? It's a prayer. What do they call it? Is that a benediction? Is that a, is that a thing? No idea. I don't know. There's some term for it. I forget. That might be it. I forget. Anyway, they're about to do the, the little prayer thing. And uh so you know, you can see that he's kind of silently communicating with someone in the front row. The person's like, just stay there, you know, stay there, stay there. He's like, Okay. So you know, he bows his head, they do a little prayer thing, okay, and then you know it's it. But yeah, Biden just kind of left the ceremony. Well, it wasn't over. It wasn't I mean it was close to over. He had nothing else to say, but you know, <laughs> what you do is you step the, there should be a seat probably for you, just right in the front row, or just off to the side you stand. You know, you can stay on the stage, just go off to the side and just this guy, this guy, this guy over here. Mm, come on, you know you don't leave. <laughs> like you very much are not supposed to leave, but you know, screw that guy anyway, right?
1: Anyway, I saw a well. In addition to the reporter, Secret Service is like, uh, looks like he's leaving, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
0: have to watch that again. As Sam, it's like he he's on the go. He's on the go. <laughs> rabbits on the run. Gray rabbits on the run. Repeat. Imagine him having the code name of anything of a fast animal. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine what it's like trying to defend that guy. I mean, it's probably easier than like Trump. Just because Trump's like, I'm just gonna stop here and talk to people for a while. Like, don't do that. Say I'm gonna do it. It's like okay. It's just I don't know. Trump seems like the type of guy that would just be like, I don't know. Walk over there now. They're go Biden. You know, he's not going anywhere quickly. Just tie pork chop to his belt and have one of the dogs <laughs> follow him, you know? <laughs> it's an idea. I'm just saying. I'm not saying I'd be the best secret security guy in the world, but I got ideas. <laughs> um, ice cream. <laughs> I like ice cream. Corvettes. Cool guy. <laughs> He's a little smiley. <laughs> he knows how you only smiles on one side. It's, that's weird. I saw somebody. I didn't... I think I just saw a headline. I didn't read it, but it was like local plastic surgeon, surgeon suggests that he's uh, had 50 something thousand dollars worth of plastic surgery. Like, well, his eyes and his, I mean, like, cause you see the pictures like from a vice president to now and he's just like, he's you know, frozen. yeah, he's something And they they keep tightening him, you know, like this during his presidency, he's gotten tightened a few times where like you can just see like his. His sh- the shape of his face has changed. Like you know, obviously cheekbones and stuff are still there. He looks like himself, but it's you know, they're just squishing all that fat away, and it's weird. Um, let's see. I'm not gonna go through the entire indictment here, but you know, speaking of Trump, uh, you know he got uh, the he got indicted on in RICO violations in Atlanta, and so the Attorney General of Georgia was just like, well, I mean, speaking of RICO. Do um, you remember Cop City when all that stuff was going on in Atlanta?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So basically they are building like a training facility. Uh, that's what Cop City was. It's a training facility. It was going to be training for dogs, training for, you know, all the stuff, obstacle courses and crap. You know, it was a training facility. And uh, people didn't like it. You know, and I understand, especially if you're, you know, don't want the police to have a training facility. For- yeah, I I understand to a degree. I mean cop if you're gonna have cops they have to train somewhere right i guess you don't be like man i don't want any tax dollars going to this. this is a lot of money okay i understand i feel you on that one you know but like when i first started hearing about cop city i was like they're doing what they're gonna do what kind of thing is this you start reading you go oh It's like a academy. It's like police academy. Those movies were hilarious. You know, like I support police academy more than the police themselves, especially if you can do sound effects with your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but so you know, a lot of the cats there, they would, they were living in these woods by this old prison that was run down, and then they'd show up and they'd, you know, firebomb and uh, spike strips and I think some of them shot at a cop and. You know, it was, it was, you know, violent opposition. They were really trying to shut it down. Um, And uh, yeah, with violence. So anyway, the attorney general of Georgia ended up indicting 61 of them on RICO charges and uh, terror, domestic terrorism charges. And uh, one of the cats... Yeah, let's see. If you come to our state and shoot a police officer, throw Molotov off cocktails at law enforcement, set fire to police vehicles, damage construction equipment, vandalize private homes and businesses, and terrorize their occupants, you can and will be held accountable. We will not waver when it comes to keeping people safe, enforcing the rules of law, and ensuring those who engage in criminal activity are vigorously pursued and aggressively prosecuted. That is what they said. But there's like, there's, yeah, 61 defendants from like Georgia, from richmond massachusetts nevada all over the place new york and um some of them like somebody one of them works for the southern poverty law center which is not all that shocking they call everybody and their mother a terrorist um they even named like the libertarian party got put on the the hate watch group um because of uh the mises caucus which i'm not going to bore you with that because no one outside the libertarian party actually cares about the Mises caucus or any of the caucuses of the libertarian party. Um, but they basically people who are more left wing, um, tend to not like the Mises caucus cause they consider them more right wing. It's Austrian economics and all. Anyway, it's, I don't think there's a lot to it. I think there's some bad eggs in all groups, you know, like in, um, Man, there's some, the New Hampshire Libertarian Party, they get wild with their Twitter, and they say it can be hilarious, but you know it's also like the state party's like messaging apparatus, and sometimes you don't make Holocaust jokes, <laughs> you know. Like sometimes that's not the best way to would be a, funny or not. You know, maybe do that on your personal account, not the state party, but their thing. Like they they. They like to use bold messaging to make a point, you know, Um, uh, for example, like if you want to make a good argument against democracy, right? People, you're like, oh, democracy is great. Uh, You might say, well, that's a funny defensive gang rape, (laughs) which is this is a thing that, you know, this is kind of the messaging. People are what? It's like, got you know, you got six people. 5 of them voted in favor of, of having sex with you. One voted no. Democracy wins. Sex is happening. <laughs> you know? Like I mean that's democracy in action. Like it's you know, three wolves and a sheep. Democracy says the sheep dies. You know, so like if you're you know, if you consider democracy to be um more about the masses subjugating people um which it arguably is, which is why when our country was founded, they said, we cannot have a democracy here. Which is why it's stupid every time someone says, we have a democracy, because they literally said, democracies are too easy to be abused. We cannot have a democracy. They fail every time, They're, they become corrupt. Because, you know, you just need 50 plus one, you know, 50 plus one. But, uh, but yeah, these guys, there's messaging like that. So, anyway, with the Mises Caucus, there's some cats with some stronger personalities, and they changed some wording and the, um, And like the principles in our in our docs, because it used to say like the Libertarian Party um, rejects like racism and bigotry of all kind or something like that, and so they rewrote it in a way that says the same damn thing really, (laughs) but it just they changed it to be more specific because it was like it was like bigotry and um, prejudice or something like that, like the original where it was kind of nebulous and then that kind of where like everyone's a racist sort of thing where it's like okay i mean like we reject like racism but like everything you know when everything's racist like we don't want to reject racist we want to reject actual racism you know and so they act the reality is they made it more specific Uh, but the headlines that were made from people that you know don't want things kind of people that I don't. I hate the term "woke." Um, it's just overused and non-specific. But people that are very concerned about pronouns and things like that, um, more than I don't know other other things. So you have people that get very concerned about sort of these personal identity sort of issues, um, those people really didn't like changing the words. Uh, but they, to be fair, all those people already were calling. Everybody in Mises is racist, even the black people. Um, so all that to say, Southern Poverty Law Center has this thing called Hate Watch. And so they put the Libertarian Party on Hate Watch as a possible, you know, extremist group, which, you know, go extremist. But yeah, one of their people is now uh, up on charges, uh, for domestic terrorism and organized crime. There's a guy that works for, um, the company that, like, all of Georgia contracts with for uh, license plate scanners and all that kind of stuff. And apparently he would tip off the the Antifa and all those cats uh, as to where cameras were currently installed and future cameras are being installed, and that way they could kind of stay off cameras and cool. do stuff. So he kind of helped map, map it out, which is, you know, that is literally what a Rico kind of charges for, because it's like telling someone where cameras are isn't a problem in and of itself. But if it's in the name of facilitating, you know, assaults or murder or fire, or what have you, like, that's what Rico is designed to do. So there's 61 of them. And uh, this is, to me, this is just kind of the first step in the weaponization of our judicial system. I mean, the Trump stuff was the first step. I mean, you can take the Bill Maher perspective that like, he did these crimes and you know, if you do the crimes, you get prosecuted. He did some of the stuff, maybe he'll go to court for it, you know, but like some of the charges require, like we've talked about, they require Trump. They require you to be able to prove that Trump knew he lost and didn't think he got jobbed you know which is difficult when for years he takes every moment to talk about how he got cheated and he actually won the most votes and he was cheated and they stole it and he says it every chance he gets so i don't know what you're trying to accomplish here and like it's like i remember asking um remember nick carlson yeah yeah so you know he's editor-in-chief at business a global editor-in-chief at business insider now and so uh during during well, all this stuff was going down after the election uh, he posted something like you know if you're donald trump why would you want the presidency uh if you had like why would you want to be the guy that had to steal the presidency like why would you want it by stealing it that doesn't mean people voted for you and so i replied to him i was just like what if he legitimately thinks the election was stolen from him and he was like ah well then he's an idiot It's like, okay, well, I mean, it's not the most nuanced point in the world. um, But it's like, okay. But as far as, like, legally goes, I think you need something more than that. You can't just go, well, he's stupid, you know? And I don't know. But I think that's kind of the beginning of actual political weaponization. But we're starting to see the next step. So, like, these are left-wing type activists that are getting brought up on RICO charges. And I think... I don't know. I think uh, a future DOJ will be less hesitant about going after a a Hillary Clinton or a Joe Biden, and they might go hard. I mean, if if Trump's got four indictments, there's enough. There's enough to indict both like all the Bidens, you know, Joe, Hunter, whatever the brother's name is. What is the what's Joe? No idea. No, just Johnny. Johnny. Joey and Johnny. I don't know. That's something. But uh, yeah cuz of bro- David maybe. David Biden? That might be it. I don't know for sure. But anyway, they've all been stacking cash. Everyone, uh, like every one of the Bidens has an LLC that gets cash wired to it. Like JP Morgan Chase was putting up all these things like this looks like money laundering. Like JP Morgan Chase was sending it to like the DOJ and stuff was and to like internal things like this looks like money laundering. Looks a lot like money laundering. We we got a bunch of stuff flagged for money laundering. And DOJ's like, we got it from here. Thanks. Um, So we'll see how that goes. All right. This last one is going to be the most important thing. I'm going to skip over that one thing. This is from our home state being flow riders here from, uh, from the blaze media, Florida man arrested after trying to travel across Atlantic in human powered hamster wheel. <laughs> First of all, that's not a crime. Just gonna throw that out there. The Coast Guard has arrested a Florida man for attempting to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a quote human powered hamster wheel, according to court documents. Riza Bellucci was seventy miles off the Georgia coastline when officers discovered him during a manifestly unsafe voyage. He was apparently out there while Hurricane Franklin was headed toward the sea, according to the Coast Guard statement on X. The Coast Guard mentioned that the human hamster wheel was afloat as a result of wiring and buoys. The release mentioned that Bellucci was arrested August 28th after a bizarre three-day standoff with the authorities. Uh, he, had, he revealed two knives. He threatened to cut himself. At some point, he said he was going to blow himself up, so then they had to like, call the Navy and, and look to see if there's a bomb. They couldn't find a bomb on him. So they're like, oh, he doesn't have a bomb. He's just got a couple of knives. But he told the Coast Guard that he intended to travel to London in his... Hydropod invention. However, this is apparently not the first time the man has run in with the authorities. In 2014, he was found 70 miles, always 70 miles, of Florida in what has been described as an inflatable bubble, in an attempt to run around the Bermuda Triangle. And <laughs> he's been charged with oh who cares like it's char- Ob- obstruction of boarding. Quite frankly, I don't. I know it's not international waters. We have to allow you to board. But, like, that's not a cr- obstruction of boarding. It's like, you have to get past my bullets. That's how you get on someone else's ship. We have swashbucklers. Old buccaneers, you know? But you gotta swing the ropes over, sword fight, we'll be cannons. I mean, that's how you board a ship. Uh, let's see. The BBC reported Bellucci was arrested in 2021 after trying to travel on his contraption from Florida to New York, drifting 30 miles south of his departure point. Uh... Was, Bellucci claims he was attempting the voyages to raise money for a slew of causes, including Coast Guard, homeless. My goal is not only to raise money for homeless people, raise money for the Coast Guard, raise money for the police department, raise money for the fire department. He said, They are in public service, they do it for safety, and they help people. And whatever, who cares? Vice made a thing about it. But yeah, he had this like a bunch of buoys and stuff, and I guess he was a bit of a ultra-marathoner or something I saw in a different article. And so he was gonna do like an ultra-marathon across the Atlantic ocean during hurricane season. And, uh, but he had a couple of knives with him, I guess for
1: hunting, maybe
0: fighting sharks. I don't know. Like it failed. And you're like, like, I don't know. I, or just probably maybe got cut something. Maybe you have to cut it to get out. You know, I don't know. But like the idea of like ultra marathoning across the Atlantic ocean, like, okay, I'm down. Well, the guy go like, what's the crime? That's what I'm
1: trying to wonder. What was he doing wrong?
0: I think that whole, I think the the words that they use there, the unsafe voyage, the whatever the hell unsafe voyage. I think it's like their duty to say, like you know, if they come across like a a sailboat and the the mast is broken and all that kind of stuff, then they can tow them in. I can help you out and go no, no. It's like public. We're gonna tow you in, you know. Um, so I think they kind of use that, but it's like I don't know. If the dude starts, like, wheeling knives and be like, please, let me keep running in my hamster wheel. Like, just let him go. Is he going to die? Yeah, probably. But he might not. And, he, and if he doesn't, that's amazing, right? <laughs> well, yeah, like, let's just
1: use taxpayer money and yeah. get a drone out there to follow him and just see what happens. Like, I'll support it.
0: I mean, I think there would be enough interest in it. I mean, Vice did a documentary. I'm not, not use taxpayer money, but surely there's somebody with a ship somewhere that's interested enough being like let's see how this lunatic goes you know because at some point he's either gonna make it hopefully not starve to death or sweat to death but he'll probably be eaten by something and don't we want to see what eats him? i do i want to know if it's gonna be a whale if it's a big old shark maybe uh yeah maybe he just starts taking on water somewhere and I don't know what happens. Maybe the Kraken comes out. I don't know. That'd be great. It would be great. They're like, well, we got bad news and we got worse news. Bad news. Old Baluchi died, like we all pretty much assumed he would. Also, sea monsters are real, and the Kraken might destroy all of society. Signed the Coast Guard, <laughs> and that is what that would be the value of such explorations. You know, like all these maps, like on my carpet here. They used to draw a little. Monsters on there. I think there's a, yeah, there's a kraken right here. In my my sea map carpet. Um, now we don't see him anymore. It's because we're not looking. It's not looking. You know, old Navy boy Jimmy. He's been out to sea, and I think he's hiding stuff. <laughs> I think he's hiding things. I think they saw krakens and aliens, and aliens smoking crack with Barack Obama. I think Barack Obama flew out to an aircraft carrier to smoke crack with aliens and have gay sex, which is not that gay because they're aliens, so it's different. It's a theory. I love how you tied everything together. (laughs) You like that? It's because I'm a professional, Charlie. All right, well, with that, we're just going to probably call it uh, everybody like, subscribe, do the things. I'll need to we need to get. I need to get better. We need to get better about getting things posted on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But it's on the YouTube's. It's on the Rumbles. It's on the Spotify's and the iTunes. Just like it and subscribe and tell your friends, and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, for this week, I'm Frank and Charlie
1: says crack and butts.
0: Yeah, crack kills people. Crack kills, kills butts. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>